this week's episode of Rich Friend, the Elevated Conversation, brought to you by Tequila Avion. We ask whether Bonnie Vare and Solange Knowles just cut the lines for album of the year. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we talk about why old couples are the best and Rachel Simon is the worst. Rich Friend. And we talk to menswear mastermind Billy Walsh about leaving a life of footwork to reinvent the creeper. What's going on? Welcome back to another installment of Rich Friend, the Elevated Conversation, brought to you by Tequila Avion. My name is Matthew Tremell. I'm joined here by my uh, partner, Mark Anthony Green. Peace. Yeah, that was him. He just said peace. Peace, Um, peace, peace. Thank you guys for uh, joining us again this week. Uh, our drink is called the Matador. Shout out to my boy Mo, who actually t- put me onto this drink. It's pretty awesome. It is a uh, some Avion Rapposado with uh, lime juice, pineapple juice, and a splash of club soda. So uh, we'll cheers to that. Shout out to Mo. <laughs> it's, it's really cool when you shout your friend out. And I do that all cool the time. I do that all the time, man. Like I they probably, gotta have a cool I've gotten name, at least though. like three or four shout outs in on Rick's friend so yeah. far. Um, yeah. It's definitely gonna be an integral part of what we do here. <laughs> <laughs> for all of y'all that are listening it's kind, it's crazy man i'm so like it's ill that people are like tuning in like the feedback is it's been a really weird dope. yeah it's starting to make me second guess saying uh <laughs> the weird shit yeah like oh yeah like i i hate married people like that no i'm kidding i'm kidding Jesus i'm kidding i'm kidding Christ. no i'm kidding i'm kidding i didn't say no you didn't that. say that i know you didn't say that man. you know what i got a lot of love for though what what, what, what? sweet potato fries yeah, they are fucking horrible. That was the thing. I that feel like my on. mentions, people that was a great like high fiving. Hell yeah, fuck sweet potato fries. Yeah, we should just ban those. Um, That's incredible. If you guys, once again, we mentioned this before, but if you think it's a five star podcast, and you should give us a five star rating. Yeah, this week. Yeah, yeah, I it was good. Man. I did like on? every other human being. Mm-hmm. Um, I I got the new Bonnie Vare. Oh hell yeah! Album, yeah, yeah, yeah. I lit some candles. <laughs> okay, I got a blanket. Yeah, a real soft. Yeah, real soft duvet type of joint. Yeah. You know? Um you set up a tent in the living room. Yeah, it started mm-hmm. at two a.m. and mm-hmm. just got into the feels. Mm-hmm. No, that uh, one's dope. It's a great project, but you know what it made me think of? Man, remember when Auto Tune first hit the scene? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And everyone treated it. Like it was like a, a fat, like it was going to be here today, going tomorrow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Jay Z, death the bottle to him, mm-hmm. right? Like it was like it was a thing that could be killed. Mm-hmm. And then we never really went back as a society mm-hmm. to check, to to look and see how auto tune had been progressing. Right. Like right. now it right. is it is on some of the biggest. I mean, Ye's project, Travis Scott, yeah, Bonnie. I mean, you. It's tough to find an album. Yeah. You know, yeah, I would no, say definitely thirty. Uh, you know, 30%. and there's also it's also like that's that's when you know guys like you know guys like Justin and those guys like they use it in a way where it's super obvious and where you could hear it. Like there's like oh this is the point of right, doing it, right, and then right. there's like the other like thirty eight songs on top forty that also have auto tune on them, but it's just like uh like a smart lasso, like it's just used to just correct exactly general human just incompetence when it comes to singing you know what i mean like so it's crazy like that yeah like even if we haven't noticed it or if we think it's out of here like it's definitely still present right Um, it was like 4 a.m i hit i hit the good folks at tequila avion with an email yeah requesting that we have auto tune on the podcast that would actually be amazing they said it was too expensive that would be nuts they emailed me back immediately 
I don't know if I'm looking at our engine. Maybe we could get auto. T- maybe he doesn't seem. No. Okay. Maybe not. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, but, no. <laughs> no. They say that would be crazy if we could. Man, we'd have no, the illest. We're gonna push for that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Before yeah. it's all said and yeah, done, we're gonna do a episode, full maybe. episode in auto tune. Yeah. No. But that album is really dope. I wish I could refer to the songs that I really like by name, but they're really hard to pronounce. Um, and, and he also did that. Really, weird, yeah. Really the punctuations. Um, but that song Eight Circle is fucking amazing. It just sounds like classic. Like. Is it you know it just sounds like old like what like the first shit that you heard from bonnie bear mm-hmm. you were like oh wow like this dude is insane how do you, you say know? his name you say bonnie bear yeah 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 because yeah. I, I was bon ivor that yeah. was that was how i, I was I hitting mean, him when you I know first. we definitely do not fact check on rich friend not at all <laughs> not at all in fact yeah. yo, yo you know what i had to bring up that can't that i didn't fact check before i got here speaking mm-hmm. of fact checking mm-hmm. so my mother bless her heart Mm-hmm. I mean, bless her heart. Mm-hmm. My mother is like... Shout she, out to Mrs. Green. Like, my first believer in me, she was like, yo, boy, you're going to go do something great. That's mm-hmm. like, that's my that's that's my best friend, right? Mm-hmm. My mother, every now and then, she'll have <laughs> like, she'll hit me with the ill conspiracy theory. Yeah. So yeah. she calls me... Uh, this like is, all good parents do. Yeah, this weekend. Teach you not to take the world at face value. Exactly. Someone's always trying to get over. So we're talking this weekend. My mother's 58 years old, mm-hmm. and she has this really high-pitched voice. I'm going to bring her on the show one day, I swear <laughs> to God. Yeah. She goes, Mark Anthony, Mark mm-hmm. Anthony, mm-hmm. you know what's crazy? Let me tell you something that's crazy. I've been on this earth for 58 years. Black people have always made up 13% of the population for 58 years. <laughs> It hasn't gone up. It hasn't gone down. And I was like, Mom, are you sure? And she's like, I'm positive. I love the idea of her checking the census every year. Like, mm-hmm, yeah, look, 13. At look at this. <laughs> and then, you know, then she got into how 13 is an unlucky number. That's you know, amazing. She's getting into it. Yeah. And of course, she was like, you know, this is this is this has something to do with the police quotas. <laughs> killing young black men. Like Mike. Yeah. yeah he's like, like the same like, shit. But, you know, but I will nuts. say, like, if you're 58. You're fifty-eight year old black person in America. Mm-hmm. It's tough for you not to believe that. Mm-hmm. It's tough for you not to have certain. Mm-hmm. Um, this is. I feel like if you're like if you're like theories, like if you're you like know? an old if you're like an old black person in America, you've been like sixty million different things. You've been like a sharecropper, a cowboy, a porter, a fucking like you my know mother, what I mean. My mother's like, not that old. Every, you're like, gonna get you fucked like, up. No, I'm saying right like that's why up. I said old. Like if you you have seen history from like fifty million different, different lenses at every single time, and, you're and just now like, you're oh, okay, president. This is what we're doing now. Like yeah, right. right. Like okay, that's fine. Right. Cool. Yeah. Like I'm, this this is the best y'all got. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yo, did you see um South by South Lawn? The like whatever they did like a festival on the White House lawn or some shit. You know what? I I saw it. I saw it was happening. Yeah, we are yeah, clearly yeah. not there. Right? Yeah, we're not there. We're, we're not there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, um, what's your take on it? I, it looked. I didn't really. I didn't know a ton about it. I just saw when they had mentioned it, but I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, I'm sure there's some like uh, very worthy like cause or initiative that's tied into it. But I just saw like videos of people like swag surfing on the white house lawn. And I was like, okay, well, that's that, pretty lit. yeah. Like that's, that's, that's pretty, pretty amazing. <laughs> like, you know, um, wow. yo, if you went to an HBCU in the South, mm-hmm. you have swag surfed with at least 3000 strangers at one point in your life. Yeah. Like if that came on at any football game, anything. Yeah. Like everyone assumed the position. It's pretty close to the wave. It's definitely much cooler than the wave. Absolutely. Yeah. And you got to start off slow. That's Did you ever really see people get down on their stomach and paddle out? Holy shit. Did you ever Did you ever see that? <laughs> because I definitely saw that. I might have wow. done it once. 
Um, I can see that. I can see you paddling out. (laughs) I can't believe... I mean, like, I just love the idea of, like, (laughs) all of the chaos of South by Southwest, all of the, like, you know, just the whole idea of, like, oh, hey, like, here's a festival and you're either here or you're not, like, in, like, D.C., like, on Pennsylvania Avenue. Like, that's so funny to me. It's so unreal. Obama did not need uh, something further. To, to solidify him as the coolest president right, of all time. Right, right, right. He's just like, by the way, I'm also... He's running the score up. Yeah. He's <laughs> running the score up. He's definitely, definitely. like... What uh, is that called? What is it? Point shaming? Is yeah. that what that's called? No. Or is that wrong? Shaming, no, that's nah. something else, right? Tremel, listen. What's the thing? The Patriots used to... They used Tremel. to say the Patriots used to do that shit. Like, <laughs> stop scoring so much. I don't know, man. You know, I don't know. That is, that's exactly what's going on, though. That's an apt observation. I love no, no, no. you stepping into the world of sports to me is like a 30 for 30. They need to, <laughs> they need to do a 30 for 30. Tramel discovers football. One man One. <laughs> tries to understand professional competitive sports. And Tramel's just walking around asking why. Yeah. Why? But why? But why? Why would you do that? Yo, yeah, that's good. That's Holy fucking shit, awesome. That's good. God damn it, man. Yo, so this is super random. Okay. Again, another random one. But as I was sitting there thinking of like, yo, crazy things that happened this week. And I really want to I want to pose this as a question to you. Okay. Right. There is this guy. He got attacked by two bears. Live to tell the story. That's amazing. OK. Shout out to him. Shout out to that guy. Yeah. But also kind of not because you went to the bears home and they fucked you up. <laughs> and then you're like, man, those bears were gnarly. Like, no, they were at home. Yeah. Chilling. And then you showed up. Mm hmm. But. I've so been, that's this happened in the woods. The bears. This happened in the woods. T- okay. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. no. Okay. They didn't like catch him at mm-hmm. the, you know, at the Target parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, bro, you took what's, the last throw, yo. What's that you had to say about bears? What was yeah, that? Yeah, I saw exactly. you said something on bears. Exactly. Like, what? Like, no. That's really that's yo, sucks. Bernstein, motherfucker. Yeah. And they just run up on him and shit. <laughs> but nah, um, that's ignorant. Mm-hmm. But um, I've never had any curiosity. I don't know. I don't know what this is about. But I've never had any curiosity. As far as like being in the woods, uh, man versus nature. Yeah, you know, like I watched the show Naked and Afraid. Have not you even that not show? even a good like Bonnie Vera album would like prompt you to go like camp out and sit amongst the trees and get to know the inner Mark Anthony Green. Sitting like, amongst you know? the trees to me is a little different. It's yeah. like it's different when you. This guy was like. You know, he was hoping to see a bear. I've never <laughs> hoped. I've never hoped to see right, a bear. Right, right. You know, and yeah. then like this show, Naked on Face, one of the top shows on television. Oh, no, 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 I haven't seen this. What is? Oh it? my god, it's incredible, Tremel. This is like my favorite. Naked thing. and afraid. So is two the people. Name. Yeah, they usually look alike. They get ass naked. They got one cloth to cover their their uh, nether regions, uh-huh. and they have to live in these extreme conditions and like the amazon for like 21 days but halfway through it's like on the 14th day they always do the same thing they look into the camera and they say this is so hard damn of course What's motherfucker you went to the the that's the best part the prize is some <laughs> dubious ranking they have like like your uh, oh, survival like brag- rating like bragging rights not even that uh-huh. not even bragging rights like your survival rating was 7 and now it's 8.5 oh my god and like what does like what does that come with like it's like your clout score like yeah like come on it's awful so you wouldn't do it there's no prize there's, what would you go camp out for what would you go face nature for like what would wow what a great question there has to be you you have a price um if if I knew Trump would lose the election with no with that's no solid, that I, is airtight. I would go in the Amazon for twenty one days. That is airtight. That is airtight. 
That's like really, I would do really it. Good. I would do it for America. <laughs> yeah. America. Something larger, something bigger than yourself. I would do it for America. Yeah, that's fucking good. Straight up. No, no, no. I completely feel you. I have zero. I don't know. But you I grew feel- up in that's what I'm saying, in Brooklyn. I grew up in Kansas City is different. But did you have those well, like, did you want to go camping and shit in Brooklyn? Uh I mean camping. Like I would go camping on some like oh like like a bunch of homies you go you like bring some you know what i mean like bring some food some snacks like bring some avion like you just go like what you know what i mean like yeah, i would yeah. do that just for the social aspect of it but the kind of like the immersion that you're talking about right now like yeah. is very like i don't know that's like i had that did not have an, a natural sort of interest i can't say yeah but did you i mean is can like was there was yeah, that the yeah, shit to yeah. do in Kansas City? You could like, find what? a bear yeah. if you look for one. Right. For sure. Right, right. But this guy was alone. Mm-hmm. And these people, you know, they go out and it's like, how can you brave nature alone? You're talking about a hang mm-hmm. in the woods. I'd right. be down for that. Right, you, right, you're right. You're talking about a, a good time. Yeah, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, There's yeah. an ox court. Yeah. It's like, it's positivity out there. Yeah. I'm saying, like, to fight nature, to see yeah. how long I can last. I've never... Whatever you get, nature always feeling, wins, man. Nature yeah. always wins. <laughs> you know who, who has a strong last name? One of the strongest long last names in a, in American culture. Mm. Knowles. That's a good last name. And a Knowles got a win this week. That's true. Young yeah. Solange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's true. She put out a pretty awesome album. What you think about it? Few people saw coming. I think it's really cool. I think the music is great. Like the actual like production and songwriting of it is great, and then you can sort of sprinkle on top of that all the stuff that's been on her mind and that she's been thinking about and that she wants to talk about. Right. Q-Tip is on it, which I fucking love. Q-Tip, Sam is on it, who's also fucking dope. You know, like she's as good. P. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Come she's on. just as good of like a, you know, she's just as good as like a curator as she is an artist. Yeah. You know? And I think it's just been so awesome to see her like. We all knew when Solange was like, whatever, like Beyonce's little sister, quote unquote, and like her sort of like being able to completely own this, like that corner, like that sort of like left field, left field kind of corner. You know what I mean? Like to the point where it's like now that's almost more interesting than being the biggest pop star on the planet is being her like super like spaced out little sister that has like all these real urgent things to talk about right. and has all these like real feelings and like says crazy stuff whenever she wants right. and, like that you know like yeah, yeah so it's dope it's dope i think this is the best music that i've heard from her though oh yeah hands down mm-hmm. she smashed it i love the thing that i love the most about the album mm-hmm. is that you could tell she took her time yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you yeah. could feel the fact that she had certain songs for years yeah and we're like, this song is done, mm-hmm. but the album's not done. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to hold on to it and I'm going to get this right. I think that's what people like you know? the most about the surprise album or the album that we don't know about is that you can feel how much work went into it. Yes. It's like almost like a tangible, like, it's like a reward, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, oh yeah. man, like all this time, like, I can, like, I know the time span that you spent working on this because I was looking at you post stuff and tweet stuff and do stuff and go right. places. Let me ask you a question, music guy. Is Solange's album better than Beyonce's? Uh, I mean, they're completely, they do different jobs. I didn't ask you, you know? that, bro. Is it better than Beyonce's? I'd probably listen to Solange's more than I listen to Beyonce's. Don't, that's, that, that so is that's also an answer. Easy. No, that's an answer. That's is an it answer. better than Beyonce's? Be- yeah, I would say. Would, would you say. rank it higher when you do a list at the end of the year than Beyonce's? I would. I think I would. I honestly think I would. Beyonce's album was like, okay, hold up. That was a dope song. Fucking formation. That's a dope song. Yeah, formation is actually know, incredible. There was like good stuff on it. There was like, 
for, you know there was like not good, you know what i mean like there was it right, wasn't right, right, right. it wasn't foolproof you know right. um and it's like really you only judge these things you only judge stuff by how well it ages you know and it's like okay well i, I don't agree know with if anyone out there is like listening to beyonce's album every day right you know what i mean like right. whereas solange didn't need to have some sort of like whole external narrative right. to like have people be like oh no nah, this music is just dope you right know? so you know but that's not to we don't have to like pit them again you know what i mean like it's i just, put you, you know, in a hot seat yeah <laughs> you have to I just like put me fuck. on the spot like that <laughs> like fuck. i'm not like see that's ill because i wonder if like i don't know if like beehivers would be able to be mad at you for giving solange props you know what I mean? Like, yeah, if you're like, oh, like, wow. Solange's album is better than Beyonce's, then it's like, I'm still kind of down for the, co- like, for the still, fam. you know what I mean? Like, wow. Okay, so. Yeah, this is me trying to save my own ass right now. Like, but, you know, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. I never thought about that. Yeah. It's wow. music stuff, man. People take it serious. I think that's dope, man. Yeah. But anything no, that you can create that makes people feel something, say something, think something. Definitely. I'm like, man, let's 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 endorse that. Mm-hmm. Let's big that up. Mm-hmm. You know. So if you have criticism against Solange's album, I, I don't really, unless it's like I don't like the music because X, Y, and Z. But mm-hmm. I know people that didn't like the album cover. It's like shut the fuck up. Really? I know some people. I have some friends that were like, yeah, this album cover is whack. And then I have some friends that they're men, and if they feel something is like feminist, mm-hmm. especially if they're white men and it's a black woman, mm-hmm. I think that they feel so alienated hmm. from that, and they they like it's it's div- it's just so divorced from them. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that they don't even give themselves the opportunity to like it. Yeah, and yeah, so they yeah. won't say something bad about it unless they feel comfortable. But it's coming from a place of them feeling alienated, and I and I get that one thousand percent. I one thousand percent under I understand like. She did not make that album for you. She absolutely made that album for black women. And that's right, dope. Right. But I can appreciate that. I'm not a black woman. Yeah. I can appreciate it. For me, yeah, I know? think it's like, that's why you start where, that's why you start with the music whenever you're talking about anything. It's like, no matter what, you could say anything, you could say gibberish, but like people can always recognize when music is good purely on a sonic level. And then on top of that, you get narrative and you get like yeah a perspective and you get someone's opinions on things and you get their experiences but there's also like it's not like uh i personally feel like music is not subjective on a certain level on a on a certain level like human ears just know when something is good and when that's it's like pretty, that's, passable, a dope, that's a you know what thought. i mean and so it's like no matter what you think about like the what someone's you know if you're like oh i don't understand what this person's talking about because they're like a polka artist from like whatever wherever like iceland or some shit and i don't right. know anything about that it's like you could still like tell uh, if it's good you know like, what i mean like yeah, the, the same way something smells good or something tastes good like you could still tell you know what i mean right. so um but yeah i mean i thought that cover was pretty cool i like, thought it was great yeah i thought <laughs> like, she nailed it. i thought the music videos were great yeah, yeah i think yeah, solo yeah. solo killed it man mm-hmm. i'm very very mm-hmm. pro what she's doing right shout now. shout out to her and she threw a party in best eye word she should do the show if you're listening solange come do rich rich friend the yeah. elevated conversation come to kill through. yeah hell yeah definitely yeah i can't eat any more trump steaks those are my favorite steaks <laughs> god damn <laughs> yo tramel yeah what's up man yo you know what's the best what's the best no, you know what's like actually the best thing ever? What's the best, man? Old couples. Damn, yeah, they're pretty good. New York That's City is good. filled with thousands of wrinkly, decrepit, funny-smelling old couples. I'm talking about two people who have celebrated around 50 or so anniversaries together. Two great-grandparents that get dressed up 
every day, leave the house every day, and make New York more beautiful every single day. Two people who fucking love corduroy. Man, old people love corduroy. Summertime, corduroy. Baseball cap, corduroy. Slippers that may or may not be for outdoors, corduroy is the fuck. (laughs) People who are old as hell so their ears are huge. And those same huge ears and other random patches of saggy skin sprout whiskers like gray weeds that they can't cut. The best part is that they're still together, fighting New York's shitty transit and father times relentless trolling every single day together. They give us hope that till death do us part is actually achievable and that geriatric sex is a real thing. Side note, I once read that one third of all people in old folks homes are sexually active. That's How amazing really is that? Yeah, that's awesome. Come on. I saw an old couple on the train this morning, and they inspired this rant. Their combined age was no less than 280. The woman (laughs) could barely walk. The man could barely see. But together, they were just fine. And we're all better to have them because old couples really are the fucking best. Yeah. No, they definitely are the best. They're the best. But you know who the worst is? No, tell me. What's the worst? Actually, you know who the worst is? No, who's the worst? Rachel Simon is the worst. (laughs) Like, she's the fucking worst. Well, I can't say she's the worst, actually, because I don't know her. But she did the only thing to bum me out in an otherwise pretty chill week. Rachel Simon took it upon herself to ask Tim Burton why, quote, the few dozen characters that make up the movie version of Miss Peregrine's are predominantly white. Tim Burton replies, quote, things either call for things or they don't. I remember back when I was a child watching the Brady Bunch and they started to get all politically correct. Like, okay, let's have an Asian child and a black child. I used to get more offended by that. I grew up watching black exploitation movies, right? And I said, that's great. I didn't go like, okay, there should be more white people in these movies. People ran with the quote and he got slammed in the press. And Rachel Simon's post on Bustle.com got a ton of traffic, which I'm sure was Rachel Simon's goal before it was raising the self-esteem of children of color who look for representation to themselves in the media. I don't know. Something tells me that that wasn't her concern when she bait and switched her way into a viral headline and in the process smudged one of the tightest, most creative, most original filmmakers we're still lucky to have around. Rachel, allow me to paraphrase. I grew up watching Tim Burton movies, right? And I said, that's great. I didn't go like, okay, there should be more black people in these movies. And when I found out he had a new film coming out, I didn't care who was in it. I cared that he made it. What have you made? What have you contributed besides this extremely problematic, useless narrative that ultimately makes it more difficult for people who actually have real issues to raise? When people like you poke the beehive to get a name, you give people like them more reason to not take people like us seriously. Or said another way, there was once a boy who cried wolf. He would run through town yelling about a wolf who wasn't there to get attention from all the townspeople. It worked the first few times, but after a while, people stopped falling for it and they ignored him. They got uninterested, desensitized, and jaded. Some even react with scorn. When a real wolf arrived, the boy needed help, and he called for it, and no one came. Rachel, I can't tell if you're the boy or the wolf, but that fable would make for a sick Tim Burton movie, and if he made it, I'd watch it, because Tim Burton is the best, and you're the fucking worst. (laughs) (laughs) For real. Like, Like, you're the worst. Yo, Tim Burton made a movie with pumpkin people <laughs> like like he sh- he stood up for pumpkin people no Dumb. one like, no one was on. making pumpkin people yeah. movie, <laughs> movies there were no there him. was no skeleton representation it, in film uh, exactly you know what i mean exactly. the oscars were so fleshy right there was no skeletons <laughs> like what the fuck man like give that man his props <laughs> you're the fucking worst <laughs> fuck out of here <laughs> this man come Word. on 
Okay, we're cool. taking it too far, y'all. <laughs> Again, we don't fact check on the show, so shut up. So, listen, there are a million podcasts out there, mm-hmm. right? But this one's special because this one's special. There are a million gray hoodies out there, but we got a guy on the show today that makes a really special gray hoodie and a dope pair of jeans and a really dope jacket. And he invented the creeper. Mm-hmm. He didn't really invent it, but he made it cool again. Mm-hmm. We got our guy from Mr. Completely, the man behind the scene, Mr. Billy Walsh. Yo. How you guys doing? Man, chilling, good. chilling, chilling. Thank Rainy. you for coming through and hanging out with us. Yeah, uh, rainy mo- ass day in New York right City, man. Welcome. Yeah, I got caught out there. Yeah. yeah. Where do you soon. Where do you stay when you're in New York? Uh, all over the place, different different hotels. Yeah. yeah Favorite yeah. one? Ah, uh, it's tough to say. Um, you know, I, I I stayed in. I gotta say, we I was staying in the Trump a lot last year, and I liked it, but I can't. You can't do it anymore, <laughs> right? No, no on the Trump, Trump no hotel, Trump. man. <laughs> Is yeah. actually is that really how is is that how it works? Is it like he's no. not seeing that? Is you know is it that I've I've wondered about that. It. I've wondered about that. If it's I like be able to do it. okay now this building I just can't even walk down the street anymore. Yeah, because I don't this know. Is happening. I just I, I think like yeah. I mean the people that I was um, that I was working for that were putting me up there were done with it. So right, 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 right. My choice. Yeah. Yeah, I can't eat any more Trump steaks. Those are my favorite steaks, man. <laughs> God damn it. Yo, I could actually see Tramel with the freezer full of Trump steaks. I mean, they were, you know, I like I like medium well. We're, we're of the same, you know. <laughs> you, you, you studied African-American history at Trump University. That was your major. <laughs> yeah, they're surprisingly difficult. You yeah. know, the finals were very challenging. What if Trump, what if you saw Trump in the... Like head to toe, Mister Completely outfit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like he's you like, you know, this Mister Completely really like. It's great. Yeah. It's great. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, you know, completely uh, like me. I'm really completely. Like I'm awesome. Hoodie. It would be a problem. Is that does that come up? Definitely be a problem. I mean, I would imagine you know, like you're you know as a whatever, like you own a brand, you can't control. Whenever you put out a product, you can't control who buys it. You know, you want everyone to love it. You want everyone to buy it. Like you sort of. It, but does you, that does that weigh that, on you that, at all? That, like, do you see is, someone you're like, I wish you did not consume the yeah, things that course, I made. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, of course. There's yeah. like certain certain moments, where, but it's like you know you can't you you don't have control over that. Mm-hmm. So it's like there's a level on which like you try to get the right people wearing it, right. and then mm-hmm. you kind of don't really worry about. You can't you can't worry about it after that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Other than other than that, there's really okay. Pick any celebrity, non-Trump. It could be anybody currently living. Who would be like the last person you would want to wear, Mister Completely? <laughs> the last non. I thought you were about to say the first person. No, no, I know no, you got Rihanna. You got Rihanna. Obama. Yeah, you got, yeah, you got yeah. all the right people. Yeah. You know, we don't oh worry about God. that. Obama might actually. Uh, you and Obama weren't like he's rocked the fit very similar to yours yeah. very recently. Yeah, 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 yeah I, I saw, saw that. that. Saw yeah, that. that was a yeah, that yeah. was a classic photo. The greatest meme. Somebody said that he looks like he only texts you at two a.m. Yeah, that was that was like God level. That was a God level tweet. Whoever wrote. Yeah. Whoever bent his brim knew that what they were doing. Exactly. They were like, "Okay, it's time." Exactly. It's time. <laughs> Whoever, no, no, but like, work, like, the, like D one, where you're just like, no, like we need to cease and desist immediately. Yeah, like, like oh, can't. Uh, I don't know. It's so tough to say. Do it. Um, you I got mean, somebody. Politics wise, Bush. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he probably couldn't pull it's it off. It's hard for me to like hate on somebody that hard. I mean, I don't know. To me, it's like if you're if you're wearing it, it's almost like. It's all good, and right? Like, if, right. If it was like a bad person, like an actually like evil person, like Trump, like it's yeah. like the way I look at Trump, then 
that's understandable yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. style wise it's like whatever man mm-hmm. even if you're like terrible otherwise mm-hmm. and you're rocking so like if you saw Malcolm Moore in your hoodie you'd be cool you'd, yeah you'd man whatever cool. <laughs> he's like cool. yeah man absolutely whatever yeah. as, long as, he, as long as he paid for it yeah, right exactly, exactly. exactly. Yeah, yeah 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 if you yeah. Tramel if you saw Malcolm Moore in the Eric Tramel's assuming you had a, a, a line of footwear man. how would you feel about it Man, I'm trying to picture what the Air Tremels would look like. They would be pretty dope. They would have a shoe tucked into another. He shoe. would want them. That's definitely true. He would be like, "How do I get? Yo, yeah, how do I get Tremels? me a pair of? Yeah, no, nah, without question. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, I know. I feel you on that. I'll be like, "Word, you bought those? Sick. Yeah. There's what, what's your some, size? There's yeah, been here. some. There's been some cringe moments mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Celebrity stuff. So, I mean, tell us how the whole Rihanna creeper thing came about. I mean, it's, you know, to take to, to take a step back and just con- contextualize a little bit, Billy Walsh and Mr. Completely, uh, designers out of L.A., they do, like, all apparel, like, clothes, yeah, yeah. Top, like, and, outerwear, and, all that good stuff. Yeah. And um, one of their, like, signature pieces is the uh, the Creep Soul. They just did some Adidas gazelles, I believe, that look pretty yeah, dope. There's, like, three colorways. Crepe Soul, yeah. Crepe like, Soul, like yeah. Crepe in case. Yeah, see, I've never even known how to... Yeah, I'm so is. not stylish that so I didn't even know how to crepe say soul, it. Yeah. Crepe Soul, like, like, like rubber. Yeah, 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 like, like, like Clark's. Soul. Right, right, yeah. right, right, right. Crepes, yeah. And, yeah, and so, like, you know, obviously, we've seen those sort of, like, take off uh, as far as, like, footwear or whatever. Like, the gum sole that you guys have is pretty sick. I'm a big fan of gum soles. Um, and, you know, I thought it would be really cool to sort of, like, talk about that as far as, like, how, you know, celebrity and style sort of meshes together how those two worlds like give and take and how they feed into each other i feel like you're you know you've been sort of like in the center of that you know what i mean yeah, like, so can yeah. you just talk about like how that came about like what your background is sort of in that field oh well actually i, I got brought into it through my mentor keith who's actually the the designer of mr completely okay, i don't design you. the clothes gotcha gotcha, gotcha, so, gotcha. so so yeah, what, do you, what do you do so i brought together the deal i basically like brought in the investor yeah and i helped keith get it off the ground and everything like that but yeah. he's he's the real he's the real creative genius behind yeah. the clothing right right like right and who and handles like the branding and um it's pretty much all in-house to be honest it's yeah. not like we don't like the brand is very like diy it's not like we didn't go to like some pr agencies to push like yeah. i yeah. did that yeah you know what i mean like he didn't go to anybody else to like to like do the creative like the photo right. shoots are just like our friends right mm-hmm. who take the photos for us like right. mm-hmm. in the office we hire the models ourselves so mm-hmm. he's like the designer you're like the creative director guy nah nah i mean he like i gotta give it up to him he's like he does most of the creative with wow. everything with the brand yeah he's like he's because he, he was doing creative direction before mm-hmm. and was working with a, a really big creative director willow perone doing yeah. like a lot of stuff like that wow and that's how I met him through friends and was working with him on stuff like that, just assisting him. Like if he needed casting or if he needed me to bring clothes for something or, you know, we were doing like random jobs for artists for videos and different things like that. And then, you know, we were really close friends. He he basically, he's a little older than me and kind of just like, he taught me a lot about fashion. He had a big fashion line in the past called Corpus. Oh, dope. Um, yeah, so he had gotten, you know, he had sold that brand and was doing creative direction stuff, and I was helping him out with that. And then he was, like, saying to me that he wanted to get back into fashion. I was like, yo, I got to figure out a way to make this happen. Wow. So I went out and found an investor, and we had one meeting with the investor, and he was sold. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, wow. Cause of Keith's history. So, so you make the moves and close the deals. Yeah, I do. I mean, I do. I'm, yeah. I'm a hustler in general. Yeah, so like, yeah, that's kind of yeah, like yeah. how, and I, and like, and you know, Keith is like a special talent. Like mm-hmm. he's, he's literally like, he, to me, he's my favorite designer. Mm-hmm. Like of anybody in the world. Like right. I, there's no, there's no bigger brand that I look to where there's like it, you know, like, some some Demna or Hedy Slimane or somebody mm-hmm. like that that mm-hmm. I'm like oh they're better than Keith like I I watch Keith work and he's as good as anybody right mm-hmm. did yeah. you ever watch that show How to Make It in America yeah yeah mm-hmm. what did you think of that show it's basically your life yeah but yeah no it's it's true it's mm-hmm. like it's a uh, hustle life you know yeah but why did the show fail I never under I mean I haven't I watched it, it did pretty good like I think maybe the first season and then it kind of just it like, just died off yeah people weren't really like sticking with it mm-hmm. yeah. But you lived that, you've lived that life. Yeah, for sure. Like, I, you know, like, I, so I came up in Boston and then I moved to LA. I was originally a dancer. I got a, uh, uh, and I got like a little scholarship to LMU. They helped me with money to go to school there to be a dance major there because there was. Oh, wow. No, wait, no. wait, 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 wait. You would like, like contemporary dance. Yeah, I did that for school. I had to, like, wow. I had no training when I went to college, but they, they needed, I, I was a street dancer. That and, is sick. Yeah, but they needed crazy. like a, a a a male dancer in their program. Yeah. So basically, they gave me like help with the financial aid aspect, and got me out there. And I studied like uh, yeah, like ballet, jazz, modern all right. shit. Man, that's for, like, crazy. Like four years. And then, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I signed with an agency, but I, dance wasn't really for me. So I was just in LA trying to like hustle and just figure it out. So I got into a lot of different things over the years. Can we get back to dance a little bit? Because that yeah, is that's like, like crazy. That's, <laughs> that's really wild, man. I mean, just the idea of like having you essentially got scout like scouted, or was it like how did you were you like oh I want to go do this? Or yeah, well, like, well, I was like you know I had an interesting high school experience, and I was really bad when I was younger, and I had a like you know ins and outs with all kinds of stuff. Uh-huh. So I had an interesting situation, uh-huh. but you had where like a colleges skill. had to like look at who i was right as a person in right order to accept me mm-hmm. and uh my uncle actually worked at lmu and gotcha. he told the dean of the dance department oh you know my my nephew he's a dancer yeah and yeah, she yeah. Was like well what do you mean he's like no he's a really talented dancer but he hasn't trained really yeah so she she uh she wanted to see me so i flew out and did a little freestyle audition <laughs> so are we talking like at that time you were doing like like hip hop dance, yeah, 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 hundred percent. Okay. I mean, so that's, you that was moved always in like, and you were doing more like ballet and stuff while you were there. Yeah, so this is the thing. It was See, like, this that was so, the crazy culture shock. Is like I, I was like a football player in high school, like dancer, yeah. like very, very much had never been in tights, right? Mm-hmm. Anything like that, mm-hmm. <laughs> anything right. like that. Mm-hmm. And I went to, I went to college and had to be kind of thrown into that. See, this is it sick was, because I've seen every, really difficult. I've seen every Step Up movie like in oh, the entire geez, franchise, wow, and wow. like I love that. Fi- I love, and Jesus, this is essentially the plot of like Step Up, like five, like this. This is basically like no like how to make it sick. in America and meet step up yeah man like i'm i'm very i'm very into this like that's uh, dope that's, that's dope does yeah, that I ever mean, come honestly, does that ever come funny. back I, like, I haven't talked about that in so long does that the fact that i did that right right but, right so it's are just there like, are there photos of you in like leotards nah no, no, destroyed no, autos no no you had to wear that though right yeah yeah i mean it could exist that diligence that focus that ability to you know what i mean like work Rehearse yeah. like all that stuff that has to have had some yeah, you know shape to you become really make it as you know? a dancer. <laughs> you know? <laughs> right, you were like uh, actually I didn't, I didn't I don't know I didn't have that drive and also dance, dance I was dance was more just like a passion to me like I would love I love to freestyle I love to like go yeah, to parties yeah, yeah, and, like, yeah. right, and like right right battle right battle when I was younger right. and stuff like that but then when I got into the actual like business of dance I yeah. was totally yeah. turned off wait yeah, so what was your major yeah, in yeah. school dance yeah 
You majored in dance. Yeah, we got there. Major. Oh, yeah, wow. my man's back. I have a He's degree. Legit. Yeah, wow. I have a bachelor's degree in, in dance in from dance. Loyola Marymount University. Let's wow. go. <laughs> Let's go. Yo, man, y'all listening? You hear that, man? It's like you can't substitute the process. Like my man Mark Anthony says, you know, it's like you got to put those hours you in, no matter what it is. You got to put it in. I actually don't that's know if it's true, tight. but I heard that. I heard that Puffy was actually. Oh hell yeah! Hell yeah! Yeah yeah yeah. He was in Howard. Yeah, definitely. Yep. Come on, man. Wow. You see, it's a couple early, early Diddy videos out there. Right. Uh, you know, yeah, I mean, for all that. I did Uptown, not Heavy that. D, all that good stuff. That's yeah. sick, man. Yeah, that's tight. Yeah, so that's that's kind of how I got to L.A. Mm-hmm. And then the, the rest of the journey was, like, really crazy. Mm-hmm. Ups yeah. and downs. Like, you know, my a bunch of my boys from Boston moved out. We would all live together in an apartment. I mean, I slept couches, yeah. you know mattress on the floor like just grinding trying yeah. to do anything it took to like stay out there and yeah. keep the dream alive you know so do you style people as well or is it yeah. just yeah so, so I mean, man what don't you like hold on, man. Come on. You, <laughs> you got a green dance yeah jack of all yeah greens, like man. what oh that's tight man. yeah that's so tough. i wasn't actually i wasn't actually a stylist and then but until abel asked me to work with him yeah. like he he we were just friends i had met him through uh um my 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 really close friend carlo uh ilangelo mm-hmm. he um he did a, like he's done a ton of production with abel over yeah. the years and uh he introduced me to actually to write with abel but that that didn't work out at the time but he was basically we just made friends and write then, as in like make music yeah i write because lyrics. you do that as well i write lyrics for music yeah wow so he so he basically like he introduced me to abel on that level but that didn't actually work Wait, out. Wait, let's not let's not just brush over that. <laughs> so you also make music, write lyrics. Yeah, I write lyrics. What's the last music. thing you worked on? Mm, well, I worked a bunch with Alicia Keys. Since heard of her this year? Mm-hmm. I've heard of her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. singer. Yeah, she's like uh, R and B. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's crazy. Yeah. What? That's tight. Yeah, what songs yeah. did you work on? I worked on In Common, which is a single that just came out. Yeah, uh, a few months ago, and then y'all have this man to thank. In wow. part for in common, which is, cheers to that, bro. Which gotta, is the most gotta, solid gotta, gotta Alicia Keys song we've heard yeah. in quite a while. And I gotta give it up to 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 Elangelo and Taylor Parks for sure. You know, it's dope because it's like exactly as we're talking about, especially in in, in pop now. And I imagine the same thing happens in style. It's tons of collaboration, right? All this stuff is built oh, on collaboration. You know? Anything that's good, is Los built Angeles, on right? You know what I mean? Like the, we hear good. about like. You know, the like sort of songwriting camps, we hear about artists, we see like the mile long lists of credits on stuff and the people that are out there, the kids like they don't care, they hear a song and they like it. But so much goes on with like who sort of contributes what and how that all sort of comes to be for these like three and a half minutes to exist. Yeah. You know, how how for you like coming into it, you you sort of weren't of it, you kinda like slid into it in a way, like what was it like? So I wasn't even I wasn't even demystify in that way. I wasn't even aware that somebody could do what I do. Yeah, like, yeah, could right. come in and just write lyrics. Right. So I've been writing like poetry and random, like random, just whatever you want to call it, whether it was raps or poetry or mm-hmm. rhymes, random thoughts, random mm-hmm. stuff like bars. Like, yeah, yeah, bars, <laughs> bars. Yeah. bars. Yeah. 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 So I was writing stuff for myself, just just whenever I would be inspired, I'd uh-huh. just write some stuff. Uh-huh. And then Elangelo, he actually was the one who was like, we were having a conversation one night about another kid's writing style. And he was saying he just wrote random thoughts from time to time, and then he would piece them together. 
mm-hmm. to make a piece. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I actually do that every once in a while, you know, when I'm when I'm inspired. It's funny you should mention that, actually, right. also. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, okay. so, so basically, that he was like, let me see. And yeah. I had never shown, like, anybody any writing because it was more of a personal thing. Right, like, right, like, right, right, right. That's right. how some people keep a journal. Mm-hmm. So, and then... But with him, I felt comfortable. If you knew him, you'd understand. Yeah, yeah, He's a very loving, like, super open guy. Yeah. So basically, he he was like, let me see. And I was like, "Uh, all right. So I showed him some stuff. And he's like, man, this is so good. Do you have more? And I was like, man, I got books of this stuff, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then he was like, I got to bring you in for sessions. And I was was like, but I don't sing. Like, what do you mean, you know? Like, how am I going to write music if I don't sing? Mm -hmm. He's like, he's like, no, 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 you know, we'll get you in with a melody writer. Mm -hmm. And a melody writer will lay down the melody and then you just... Right. put in the lyrics right and the first person he brought me in with was this guy elijah blake who's yeah. a really dope writer mm-hmm. yeah he he wrote climax for usher yeah. no love allowed for rihanna he's, he's got a lot of credits mm-hmm. but him and i clicked we had a from first session we had a good time so mm-hmm. and that was kind of like the beginning of it and uh that was about two years ago and i've been writing since and carlos brought me into a lot of sessions he's like he's been like basically championing me across the board you know told his manager like who's now my manager as well yeah so basically right. like he's like i'm i'm bringing him with me right let's do it yeah. he Let brought me, me into the alicia sessions too so six years ago mm-hmm. your situation was totally different mm-hmm. right uh like you said you were sleeping on friends couches uh trying to make something happen right now you you got you know hits with alicia keys super dope brand you're out here on the illest podcast since podcasts have been podcasting. Hey. Like, things are good for you. <laughs> things are really good for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? Is is your writing better now than it was then? Have you seen That's a, a change question. in your writing? So, as, so, as things so I got to say, the reason why I had material... The, the, so, I wrote a lot when I was young. Right. But then when I was really going through it... Yeah. And... Uh, that's when I really started to write a lot. Right. Because I didn't have, I also just didn't have as much going on. Like I was like, right. you, you have know. free time and, yeah, and, and wondering thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I, I was writing a lot then and that's where a lot of this stuff was drawn from. Mm-hmm. So like I basically had two notebooks that I filled with right. writing during that time. And then about a year, year later when things started to pick up or like two years later when things started to get better mm-hmm. right. that's when I met Elangelo yeah. and we became really close and that's when he asked me about the writing and I think like you know if I hadn't have had all of that material yeah, yeah. he might have just been like oh yeah this is just some he he wrote one good thing right, or whatever right, 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 but right, instead right. it was Without like that I had a lot of stuff yeah, so right. I think he looked at it like oh this is a real thing like this dude really There's does a well this of talent. Yeah. it's not like he's just somebody who like one of those fake brands we were talking about. Right, right? exactly. It's, like, it's not like a real fashion person. Right, right, right. right. So yeah. so if I put a blank sheet of paper in front of you right now, or if I put a blank sheet of paper in front of you six years ago, which would have the better writing on I don't probably probably if you put me on the spot like that, neither would be good. <laughs> if we asked you to write a theme song for Rick's right, right, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, how, how much would it cost? You know, it's 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 cool because this is this is one of the things that I kind of wanted to talk to you about as far as uh, your work and style and your sort of proximity to celebrity in that way, right? Like, right, right. Yeah, uh, we kind of skipped over. Yeah, that. Yeah, no, but I think it's I think it's it's good that we we got to it this way because essentially you've come to all these different spheres, all these different scenes and had to have a certain amount of like core confidence in your ability to contribute in something you may not have been around previously. Right. I feel like a lot of people look at, uh, 
when you look at how celebrity and style works together or, or me me personally and I hear other people express this as well there's this level of like okay like uh, you know I love Rihanna's music but like what does that have to do with like this hoodie that I may want to buy or not or you know I like this guy's you know I like this brand I like this designer but why do I care who they want to perform at their fashion show like the sort of like crossing of kind of mediums in that way it's like hard for people to process sometimes. Sometimes right. it's excellent and makes for the best stuff. And sometimes it kind of creates like a bit of chaos. You know what I mean? Like for you t- sort of touching all sides of that, do you think that now is like, like this is an opportune time for people to sort of step out and like you use that voice in a different way? Or do you think like there's something to be said about like people being sort of like specialists and experts, you know, cons- especially considering like how celebrity and style sort of like are like interacting in this, in this time right now? Um, so I think that in terms of like celebrities doing stuff like, for instance, Rihanna mm-hmm. in fashion. Mm-hmm. To me, for one, that makes perfect sense because Rihanna is a fashion person. She has great t- taste, mm-hmm. and she's worked with Mel, who's an amazing stylist for years. He's great. Mm-hmm. She has Jaleel, who's like her junior creative director, who's like an amazing fashion guy. He like totally gets it. Yeah. Um, she has Ciara Pardo, who's her creative director, who's great as well. So I think in general, like she gets it across a lot of mediums and you can tell that from like her videos to her, to her, you know, her her stage performance absolutely like she's worked with Willow to her Corona. just walk into the car <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just I mean, see it like just sure. pouring orange juice in her house yeah like, exactly yeah. and i think yeah. it makes sense because she has been a fashion icon for a long time yeah, even yeah, before yeah. she had her own clothes mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and i think like you know i think for her to back products is is a smart decision mm-hmm. like i think puma made a really smart decision mm-hmm. to make her the creative director of the women's side yeah and i think that like even the fact that the creeper was her first product that she dropped yeah was was her i mean she was the one who loved it so much right like right, all right. about that idea right and like made sure that she brought me and mr completely on board mm-hmm. to help her with that mm-hmm. um you know that was her doing like she didn't have to do that right she could have just been like oh put creepers on it and we're out yeah, 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 yeah they could have yeah, jacked right. the idea there yeah. was no rights that we had to it whatever right they called us and 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 dealt with it super classy and super proper mm-hmm. and involved me in all the aspects of the process and that's probably why it was so successful though absolutely yeah and yeah. i think I think like I think like the bottom line is I think it was a good product and a, and a, and a good uh, it was a good concept that she recognized. Mm-hmm. She capitalized off that moment, and then Puma made a good product. Like right. that, the, the product actually came out really well. Like I remember seeing the first final prototype and mm-hmm. being really pleased with it. Being like, this is going to be a big shoe. Right. I didn't know it was going to make a billion dollars, but. Right. <laughs> No big deal. <laughs> yeah, right. No, Casual. No big deal. Yeah, but man. I think when we were talking about a, a hoodie is a hoodie is a hoodie, like, I hear what you're saying about, you know, French Terry, uh, you know, long drawstring, whatever. But there's a lot of those elements that you can see in another hoodie. I mean that respectfully. Like, you know, Rick, wherever, wherever you go, right? But what really brings, especially these kids that are, you know, always on the Internet, what brings them to these brands is, like, the entire world around it. Mm-hmm. And that's where celebrity comes into play. Mm-hmm. I, 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 but I, but the thing is that you'd be surprised is that like a lot of people, a lot of brands go out and they look for like celebrity endorsements. Yeah, right. that doesn't necessarily sell clothes. Absolutely no, it has not. to. Be, you, yeah. I think it's I it's agree. definitely definitely not a surefire thing. But 
take Adidas, for example. Adidas has worked with Kanye and because and because they made some smart decisions with like Raph Simmons and, and But but yeah, okay, so let me you cut know? you off. So that's a that's a perfect example. Yeah. So Kanye is is a is a fashion guy. He's a he's like a creative genius. Yeah. You know? And but even Kanye, if you look at his products, like the it's not like the whole Yeezus line did amazing in terms of sales. No, it didn't. But the shoes Right, which was like the runner, especially which was like a, an amazing product. Right, sold crazy. Mm-hmm. It was super successful. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. so it's not always that. Like, and Kanye is a celebrity who sells clothes a thousand percent, maybe if more so wears, than anybody else. On yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. If he wears your stuff, like you know, most right. likely it's going to sell. Right, but what I'm saying is like Kanye. Now that you know. Yeah, I would say, I would say Pharrell, or, too. Or Pharrell, Pharrell's down with Adidas, too. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. they made some smart decisions yeah. to get Rick and Raph and Pharrell and Pusha and Kanye. Super smart. But now they have runners that aren't attached to a celebrity that kids are like, you know, they're selling out because they built the world around them. I think mm-hmm. there's a smart way to do it with celebrity. A lot of people do it the wrong way. Absolutely. And you you got it. You know, that, that obviously it's not, it's, not, it's not a surefire thing, but... To me, with a brand like Adidas, it's like very smart because if you look at Nike, Nike's drowning, getting drowned by Adidas right now because Adidas is having, you know, like they they have the Pharrells and the see. I would debate you on that. I, uh, I I I I feel what you're saying. I hear you, but I don't know some of the some of the most exciting sneaker releases. I still think the Fragment stuff is kind of the coolest stuff to come out in a while. Like yeah, I'm not I'm not saying that there isn't there there isn't like the cool Nike stuff because Nike's a huge brand. Obviously, yeah. they're gonna you know come. It's with looking it. nervous. For I just Nike happen these to be days, I just happen to be an Adidas guy. It's yeah, looking yeah, nervous, yeah, yeah, yeah. man. Like I and I and I and I have Nikes on my feet right now. To be honest, you got Adidas so. sweatpants on though. Yeah, but so, but the but but Adidas is I don't know. I'm from Boston and Boston's super. That's Adidas. an Adidas thing. Yeah, yeah, it's Adidas city. <laughs> but I mean, in general, though, I do think celebrity endorsements for for the most part, if it's like a creative celebrity like Pharrell. Or or, or or Kanye, yeah, and they're gonna and they're gonna be, you know, designing, helping the design and, and involved with innovative stuff. Yeah, invested. Like the human race sneakers are amazing. Sick, it's, true. Because it's, um, you know, and I'm not biased because my girlfriend worked on it. But. Oh, here we go. <laughs> here we go. No, no, no. I'm not biased at all because yeah. the yeah. woman I love had a hand in doing this. I'm not biased at all. Yeah. No. So, but they just, if they were terrible, you would be like. But David, the, 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 she, she works at Adidas or what? She works with Pharrell. Nice, yeah, nice, yeah. nice, She's nice. Creative, creative director. Nice, but but yeah, she like their their whole campaign, everything behind the human race mm-hmm. stuff was incredible. And it's authentic to yeah. him. You feel it's like, authentic to you feel everybody. Like that's something that positive comes out of, Yeah, you right, know, right. definitely. You know? Yeah, without so. question. Is there? You know, you you mentioned like Abel. You know, like obviously, like Mister Completely. You know, Brianna, like all that stuff is there. Could you picture sort of having like a flagship kind of celebrity entity in that way or like an artist or figure in that way that like you would bring in in that capacity? I mean, see, the thing is, is it's different for a small brand because we're not going to mm-hmm. be able to be like, oh, OK, we'll give you millions of dollars right, to be right, the person right. on our thing. And we w- yeah. I don't think we would do that anyways. I think like the the thing that's been great about Mr. Completely is that it's been based off of the clothes. It's right. literally the clothes. It's mm-hmm. like it's like, w- w- you know. We always believed that the clothing was good enough to sell itself. Right. And that's how it's happened. Like yeah. Keith makes such good clothes that it goes into the stores, 
and people buy it and they wear it and when they wear it they realize like this is the real deal this isn't some stuff that's like mm-hmm. you know and then that's what's been dri- the driving force of the brand even though we have had a lot of celebrities that wear it mm-hmm. but a, a lot of the time it's the celebrities wearing it it's because you know they get it put on them like you know by a stylist or something like that they get right. it brought to a shoot they they put it on and then they're like this is all I want to wear. Right. Yeah. Like Abel, when when I put him in the jeans, he's like he basically didn't want to wear anything else. Right. But the jeans. Yeah. Like you know, it'd be like every once in a while, he might throw in something different, but it was always like I don't want to wear anything else but Mr. Completely jeans. Right. And that's like with most of my clients. I know you got to run soon. I want to ask you one quick question though. Um, there's a million kids that are trying to do exactly what you do for a living, and yeah. and. There's a lot of cliche advice that you can give them. You don't seem like a cliche guy. What would you say to those kids that are trying to start a line, you know, and uh, basically they're where you were six years ago and they're trying to make make something right now? Uh, It's tough. I mean, for me, like the thing is, is that I, you know, like what you said earlier about like how um, basically like how do you feel confident going to these different into these different realms right. of like creativity. Right. And the way I feel confident is because I was like this is genuinely what I love. Like I lived for sneakers and and clothing and music when yeah. I was a kid. Yeah. Like literally my I would wait I didn't have a lot of money so I would wait till my birthday or yeah. Christmas to get the sneakers that I wanted. Favorite sneaker of all time. Oh, I got to say Favorite sneaker of all time. That's really tough because Shell Toe was my first sneaker my, that my mom bought me that wasn't like a Payless shoe. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. And, and like I love that. Actually, to be honest, it was the Patrick Ewing low top Adidas. That was the first one. The second one was Shell Toe. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's actually, a, it's called a rivalry. Right. Low. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I had that white Did with black Did they ever stripes. retro those? Did they ever come back out with I those? did. I got, I found them online. So I have one pair. So they definitely re-release them in some small quantity at some point. But I have one in the closet at home. But that's sick. But yeah. So so I was like super into that, super into music, yeah. studying music. Mm-hmm. So I think like the thing is, is like if people are genuinely following their passions, then you kind of can't go wrong. But I think that the problem is, is that people want to do it for the wrong reason. Don't do it because it's cool. Yeah, Don't do it to get into the pop and party. Yeah. Like do it because yeah. you love it. Like exactly. And I think that that's the thing with me is like when I was trying to get into things like off of like my ego and hype and those type of things it didn't work out right I was actually really humbled by Keith because he was just like yo like humble up and like know your role and just work hard and that was kind of like and and just have the patience right it's like basically basically the same I think the same principles and traits always win no matter what you're getting into which yeah. is like you know honesty humility do the work hard work perseverance mm-hmm. patience those types of things absolutely man so i think that i mean really i think that that's the makeup of anybody who's going to be successful whatever you're whatever you're going after couldn't agree more man thank you so much for flying all the way here just for this yeah, yeah man nah, really really appreciate it yo you're the man really seriously yeah, this was, this was good sick. to meet you guys this was sick yeah, sure. thank you very much all right absolutely it's dope when we have designers on here because maybe Tramella buy some new clothes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I mean, just like showing oh him shit. something new. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs>
The thing is, my blood sugar's low, so I just be shooting shots at you. No, 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 I feel it, I feel it. No, you know that's true. I mean? I mean, if there's anyone that can help me out, it's the bro Billy. He's like, you know, you talk about renaissance, man. Like, yeah, Jesus crazy. Christ. Yeah, crazy. he could probably help you with your dance moves, too. That's true. So, <laughs> so, so we all need some tutoring, beloved. Oh, man, crazy. thank y'all for tuning in this yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Had a ball, as always. See y'all next week. Peace. Richmond, the Elevated Conversation, is a loudspeaker network production. Our producer is Matt Rad. Our editor is Tim Einenkel. Our executive producer is Chris Morrow. The views, opinions, and hilarious jokes expressed on this podcast are solely those of the hosts and guests featured on the program and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Tequila Avion and its affiliates. Please don't do it.